seen him on the uh, Next Agers now, and he's our uh, Hebrew scholar that has joined us. We absolutely love everything that Daniel's been talking about, and we're going to look at a different view of generational curses, and we'll get started right after this. Welcome to Kingdom Talks, where we engage leaders, teachers, creative artists, and everyday people in conversations that awaken listeners to new revelations of the Kingdom Age. All of our courses, community conversations, partnership links, and much more can be found on our website, kingdomtalksmedia.com. Now, enjoy the show. All right, so I'm sitting here with Daniel Cook, and uh, actually, Daniel, is this the first time that I've interviewed you alone? I think it is, isn't it? I believe so. I believe this is the first time it's just been you and I. The other two times were with Heather and the group that we were with when we did our conference in uh, Oregon. Yeah, exactly. So uh, this is an honor to be able to have you on and to to talk with you one on one. And and, uh, you know, I love the subject matter that you're bringing up. Uh, I, you know, I got a feeling I'm going to be in quite a bit of agreement with you, uh, even though we deal with stuff. We'll, we'll talk about it when we get in here. So I'm going to let you take off. If you want to share a little bit about who you are and what you're doing, uh, feel free to. But let's do this. All right. All right. I'll do just a little. I don't don't normally like to talk a whole lot about myself because I'd rather get into the word. But just so that some of you that don't know who we are, uh, I'm Daniel Jedediah Cook with uh, ZimZoom.life. We have a group called the Daily Hebrew Declarations, and they're declarations that my wife writes. And then I do a podcast that goes along with that uh, that writing there. Uh, we also have the School of the Living Letters, where we're teaching the living letters over a one-year period. And we're about ready to start new, uh, year two next year. So we're going to have a, a year one, a new year one, and a new group, and then a year two for those that want to continue on. So we're really excited about some of the things that Yahweh's been doing in uh, in the living letters and through the living letters. And just, it's been it's been absolutely awesome. So good. But awesome. Gil, yeah, Gil, I wanted to talk a little bit about, because this to me has been a real passionate cry of something that I've, that, that Yahweh spoke to me quite some time ago when, uh, actually it was from an old pastor of mine that, that we, when my wife and I used to live in Georgia and I heard him talk about this. And so uh, his, his name was uh, Pastor, Pastor Dale. And I was listening to an old message of his and he spoke on this particular subject and it grabbed a hold of my spirit, man. And really it's based out of Ezekiel 18. And it talks about this place of really generational curses. And now I know that, that there's a lot of ministries out there that, that are focused on this place of generational curses. Now I want you to, I want to set this up front to let, let all of them know and anyone else that's here, I'm not, I'm not speaking against that at all whatsoever, but I think there's another way. I think there's another way of looking at this. And so okay. I want to honor them in, in what they do yeah. because yeah. I believe it's right. There's a place for it. Yeah. But there's a scripture in Ezekiel 18 that says this, the word of the Lord came unto me again saying, what do you mean? I'm kind of rereading or rewriting the King James there that you use this proverb concerning the land of Israel saying, the fathers have eaten sour grapes and the children's teeth are set on edge. As I live, says the Lord, you shall not have occasion to use this proverb in, the, in Israel, period. You shall never again have 
occasion to use this proverb in Israel, period. And he goes on through the rest of Ezekiel 18. I don't want to read all of that because it's quite lengthy and and uh, it, it talks about some very specific things as it goes through that. But as it does, does go through it, it talks about that the sins of the father are the responsibility of the father. The sins of the son are the responsibility of the son. And that the, 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 these, these sins are not passed down from one to the next. Now, I know many of you may say, but, but, but wait a minute, that goes in direct, uh, you know, direct re response to uh, actually Exodus 19, 18, 19, 20, where it talks about that I will visit the sins of the father to the third and the fourth generation. And I'm going to talk about that in just a few minutes. So I, I just want to jump in because do you know yeah. specifically, because uh, you may have access to some um, tools right there with you right now to determine whether the sin in Jeremiah, the Hebrew word, is the same as the sin in Exodus uh, 18 19 or 19 and 20, whatever it is there. Um, that, that's something I'd be curious about right away. Because as you're talking about it, it's like, yeah, you know, there's a lot of people that... Um, want to, you know, so it's kind of like um, uh, a father that commits a crime, robs a bank, and and gives the whole family a bad name because mm -hmm. of, you know, something that he did that, um, you know, that I would think that, that that scripture would point more toward, hey, that's no longer going to be a blight on that family right. to the third and fourth generation. Um, I think... You know, as I'm thinking about it, because there's there's circumstances where, you know, I think um, like my my uh, I'm trying to. Th OK, I don't have it in my in my bloodline, so I'll use another bloodline. Yeah. You know, a lot of people that have heart disease in the family, that's a genetic yeah. thing that is passed on from one generation to another. And some would call that yeah. a sin. I would call it, you know, the, the missing of the mark of the of being perfected or living out your perfected, mm -hmm. uh, life. Um, but yeah, I know it's a good, good conversation and good points. Um, are you looking up that Hebrew word? I am. I am. I'm trying to see, I'm looking, I'm trying to find the one in Exodus. Now I've looked up the one in, uh, in the scripture there in uh, Ezekiel, but I'm looking for the one now in uh, the in Exodus, but I'll t I will definitely take a look at that because it's a good question. I've not looked at that specific that that specific word. It's a really good uh, really good question there with regards to that specific word, really because I believe the the pathway that Yahweh began to take me down, or if you will, stringing the pearls. Yeah, and I, I do want to kind of say this. I, I you you kind of you introduced me as a Hebrew scholar, and I'm not. <laughs> Okay, well, I am not a Hebrew scholar at all whatsoever. I am, I am, I am a son that Yahweh has a, allowed to look into the Hebrew living letters, and he has shown me just a tremendous revelation, because as I was searching for him, he began to show me who I am. And, yeah. and so I, I like to make sure that I say that because I don't want to be offensive to any of the people of Israel either, the, to the Jewish people there. And I want to make sure that that as I grow and as I learn, that they realize that I'm in that place of growing and learning, but I love the people of Israel. And I want to be 
I want to honor that place that they hold in in all of that. So that's really good. Uh, that's the only reason I would. I'm saying that to to correct that. But no, uh, very good. I appreciate very good. I the appreciate honor. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know a whole lot more than I do, and according to some people's definition, you would be an expert then. But <laughs> we won't go there either. <laughs> yeah, I understand understood. what you're saying. You definitely know though a whole lot more than most people, and so it's a. Uh, privilege and an honor to be able to kind of glean from you some of the things that Father's showing you. Because you yes. do have a depth well, of knowledge you. in that thank area you. that a lot of people don't. Yeah. Well, I appreciate I do appreciate that honor very much. And but when Yahweh began to show me this, particularly about uh, Ezekiel 18 there, uh, the, the the whole rest of that that bur that's, that uh, chapter actually goes to the place where it begins to talk about that the sins of the father are the responsibility of both, you know, depending upon who they are. But there is one thing that is passed down, and that's teaching, and that's the the learning. And so, you know, many times when someone's in a situation, they begin to see the way others respond. And as they see those others respond, they learn because others have told them, well, this is the way it needs to be, and this is the way that God acts, and this is the way God comes through. This is, you know, God can only come if he's speaking to you from this pathway, and that's it. And, and that's been a, a real religious thing that I have had to deal with in my life. I was born and raised in the, uh, in, in the churches, and particularly very religious churches. And it, it, I really had to kind of tear down a lot of veils inside of me to look past that. So I began to realize that one thing that did pass down was teaching and learning and that sort of thing. And, you know, it in connecting back into really Exodus uh, 18, 19, 20, I'm, I'm actually trying to find the exact scripture right now of, of that, that, uh, that it, it says it talks about the, the sins of the father being passed down to the, to the third and fourth or being visited upon the uh, third and fourth generation. And I think this kind of begins to tie a little bit of what you're asking, particularly about things like heart disease and that sort of thing. Uh, because, you know, when we start looking at things like in the medical perspective, that there are there is a there is a part of our DNA called epigenetics. I, don't I know was going to bring up epigenetics, yeah, which has really done a lot to, you know, it's been absolutely incredible what that has revealed that even even things that I was thinking or could have been thinking that that gets programmed into the epigenetic switches as well. Um, alcoholism, uh, you know, things that we consider choices and no, you find out, oh, no, those those almost everything we think turns a switch one way or another in our epigenetic system. And, right. you know, and there's trillions of switches. That's and right. so when we have children, they get the switches that we've already engaged with. Many of them, not, you right. know, the truth right. is, is that, that through birth there, there, most of those switches are turned back the other direction. So that way your children are not exactly the way that the parent is. There are differences based on, uh, but there are still some of the epigenetics that still make their way through the birthing process. It's actually meant to be completely washed completely over during the birthing process, but science has proven that there are some that continue on. That's why you can have people who have maybe been separated at birth from their parents, but yet the mannerisms that they have are exactly the same as the parents. They'll do the same little foot rub or hand rub or gesture or facial expression 
because some of those epigenetics made it through the process of, of childbirth. Yeah. But that's yeah. a, it's a really good point because you, you brought up a word, Gil, that was perfect in the midst of all of this, because the way that Yahweh began to describe to me about epigenetics was like my cell phone. All right. And so anytime you have a cell phone, you have software. And then you, of course, you got the hardware itself, which is the, the camera, the display, uh, all the, all the computer parts and all that that go into the, what, the way a cell phone works. Well, if I look at my DNA as being that, that hardware of my phone, epigenetics are like the software that's placed on top of that, that tell and allow the DNA to be able to work. So just like you had mentioned a moment ago about the switches that are going back and forth and on and off, really there's a place where there's, there's these epigenetic tags are like software that then tells the DNA, I want you to perform this action. I want you to do this. I want you to do that. But as I began to meditate on it, I was like, wait a minute, my main job is I teach, I teach for a technology firm. And so I've, it, was, it was a perfect example. And it was, it was brilliant because when you think about it, my phone goes through an upgrade, upgrade at least once a year. All right, it gets a new software upgraded. It, it, it makes it faster and better and stronger and you know, our $6 million anyway. man kind of thing. <laughs> Now, now I'm telling my age, aren't I? <laughs> but anyway, the, the, that really the epigenetic tags are just like the software that's on our phone. So if my software can get an upgrade, there's no reason why my software of my epigenetic tags can't get an up, upgrade. Yeah, yeah. Be not conformed to this world, but be transformed yeah. by the renewing of your mind. So this is interesting because we're talking about a subject that, uh, you know, I've talked about with Jonathan Cavan and um, a couple other people, you know, just recently. And mm -hmm. it's it's funny that it just keeps coming up, you know, and we're going down this road again. But it's it's about the mindsets and the shifting because <laughs> you're talking about the epigenetics. We have to be able to shift that we, you know, and a lot of it is choice that you yeah, know, we get to make, you know, even though we may have been, we may have been born with certain um, epigenetic uh, tendencies, you know, to, you know, lean a different, you know, one direction or another. There's a lot of choice that we have in all of it too, to switch some of those back. That's uh, right. You know, diabetics, uh, type two diabetics, um, that, that does run in my family, but you know, that's kind of, that's pretty much a choice. It's adult diabetes where, mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you may have a weakness that if you start eating a bunch of junk, you're going to end up being a diabetic versus, hey, I recognize that is a, you know, a, a pathway that right. I could easily go down, but I can also choose to eat differently. And those epigenetic right. switches will stay where they're supposed to be. Um, but, you know, taking that to the spiritual level, that's the that's the incredible part of having right. our minds transfigured to believe Wow. Right. I don't know if they've done any epigenetic studies on beliefs, you know, if there's a way to <laughs> hone well, in on that or not. Well, to me, to me, Gil, there's I've got, I've got a couple of different things that I talk about from time to time. And one of them is about the way that Yahweh showed me about faith. And there's two different ways that I can I can give you a real quick synopsis of that. There's two different ways you can see faith. You can see faith as as a mustard seed that I have to gain more mustard seeds for. Right. Because obviously I need more faith to be able to accomplish what Yahweh's called me to do. Or 
I can look at the way that Yahweh created the universe and he took a dot that was negative 10 to the 23rd power, stuck it in the middle of this nothingness, spoke his word with the wind of his breath and it exploded into everything that we see in all of the cosmos. So I can take that little tiny mustard seed instead and say, you know what? You contain everything that was ever needed right inside that little tiny mustard seed. And so for me, it changed my perspective because I remember years and years and years of crying out, God, why can't I get more faith? I got it. I need more faith. And the whole time he was saying, but what that, that measure of faith that I gave you contains everything that you have ever needed and everything that you have ever, that I have ever needed for you to be able to do here in the earth. And so now there came this place of, of, of peace and rest. It was like, okay, wait a minute. I don't have to strive for those things. Well, if the same thing goes true in the place of me looking at finances or other things, why can't the same thing be true with my health and with my body? And with the fact that I know that God has called us and he's transfiguring us into these light beings. You see, you, I've been hearing that a lot lately about yeah. being transfigured into these light beings. Well, how does part of that process take place? You know, it takes place because I've begun to change my mindset. I begin to make choices and I begin to see things from a different perspective. And as a result, it begins to allow me to see who I really am in him. And in that place, then step by step, moment by moment. See, righteousness talks about not only the fact that, that Yeshua, his blood covers us and he, and it's through his blood that we have righteousness, but Righteousness also talks about a journey. It also talks about a path. There's a walking out of that. Yeah. And see, I believe that this, this is exactly what this is, is it's a walking out as we begin to upgrade our software, as we begin to tell our, D, our epigenetic Come tags, Come on. this is what you're meant <laughs> to do. Now be the light being that you are always meant to be. You I know? love it. I love it. You know, I want to, I want to talk more about it because it, it gets into what some would refer to as the awareness factor as well. But uh, we're gonna we're, we'll take a look at that right after this break. Hey there! Okay. Thank you for joining Kingdom Talks. We are taking a short break to share with you the life-changing online course called Ultimate Impact. Gil and Adina do an amazing job taking the complicated and making it simple and applicable for your life. Ecclesia groups are using this course to shift their thinking into the next age paradigm. Yeshua spoke of power, authority, love, and oneness that we have yet to walk in. So if you're ready to deconstruct limiting beliefs in order to step into what Father is doing now, this course is for you. Sign up today at KingdomTalksMedia.com under the Courses tab. Now, all right, having a great conversation here with Daniel Jedediah Cook, and we've been talking about the generational curses, and we've um, kind of slipped over to a broader picture of uh, the awareness factor. We talked about mindsets. We talked about some things that, you know, I'm using my language, transfiguration. And, you know, how do, you know, how does all this affect our, the epigenetic code, you know, because I don't know that there's been any studies that have looked at all this. But, you know, the other thing that I, I want to throw in there is, is cellular memory. You know, there's a lot of talk about cellular memory and uh, yeah. how does that affect things? And one of the things that I found fascinating was that, you know, 
they've already been able to use our DNA as a recording device, right? So they've actually mm -hmm. put video on DNA and, uh, and then had it shipped to another lab where they were able to open up that DNA recording and watch a video. Uh, and the fact is, you know, what they shared is that four ounces of your DNA can hold basically all the information that the world has to offer. Wow. So we've got a lot of storage room. We and, do. We do. And so when we talk about, you know, so I'll, I'll just throw this out there and, and this is for conversation is not shutting anything down. But, you know, a lot of people will talk about, um, you know, that that cellular memory comes all the way down from Adam. And, and I believe that, it, you know, that could be said and done in a lot of different ways, because even in the mindset, I believe Adam and Eve, one of the biggest things that happened at the fall was they lost their identity. They, right. they somehow stepped into a doubt and unbelief that totally lost their identity and they weren't able to, to grab it back. They weren't able to get it back. And so there was a death to understanding who they really were. Yeah. That's been passed on. That mindset, that yes. that that whole uh, lack of awareness of who we really are, has been lost from generation right. to generation. And I believe that we're in a season where hopefully we're be beginning to uh, you know get rid of all that generational baggage of the mm -hmm. cellular memory or whatever you want to call it. And we're we're starting to whether it's the epigenetic switches or you know I don't know, but we're starting to see change, and yes. we're moving in the right direction. Yes, I agree. And, you know, to me, really, one of the things that, that I believe Yeshua did when he was here on the earth was to challenge the religious perspective and, and really say, this is what this has always been about. And that's the relationship with Yahweh, my, the relationship with my father. Because Yeshua, the whole time he was on the earth, kept pointing everyone back to the Father. I only do what I see the Father do. Right, I'm here right. to accomplish the things that he's called me here to do. I love him so much, I want to do these things. And so in that place, he began to change that code, I believe, 2,000 years ago. And we're still walking that. Now, part of this is that path to righteousness that I was talking about earlier, as we begin to realize some of these things. But be honest with you, I think there's been a part of it where we've been dumbed down over the years and oh, over the, the centuries that has has kept us from really beginning to see beyond. But that is changing. Amen. That is considerably changing. Love that. And yeah. so, yeah, there are two Hebrew words specifically that Yahweh began to speak to me about that helped me to understand when you were talking about that those genetic coding the first thing you said was about the genetic coding itself and beginning that process of changing that genetic coding and the two words that that yahweh gave me were chaya and chayil chet yod hey and chet yod lamed all right and both of these 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 uh hebrew words one of them, when Yahweh gave me a chaya, when Yahweh gave me that uh, that particular word, the first thing that jumped out at me was the life of I am. Chai is the Hebrew word for life. Yah meaning I am. And so that was the, the quick definition that he gave me. Of course, it's it's progressed since then, but it's a, it's a quick, easy way of being able to describe it. And it began to talk about the place of what I speak out of my mouth. And it's funny, I was in a meeting last night and there was uh, Dr. Rahel, just an awesome woman of, of Yahweh, 
was was there and we were talking back and forth and she started talking about this place of of the I am moment and the moment when I begin to realize the I am that Yahweh has made me to be the I am that I am you know the in 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 Exodus there especially in the burning bush you know when Yahweh spoke to Moshe he said tell them you know who do I say sent me and he said I am that I am the Hebrew word there is Haya, slightly different than the Chaya that I was talking about just a, a moment ago. It's Aleph Hey Yod Hey in in that case, but it's a kind of a kind of a hidden name of God that we don't hear a whole lot, but that that is a part of that. But it means the I I am that I am, and so Yahweh's been. That's where that's where this whole process began about looking at. Well, then what do I say that I am? What do I see and how do I see it about who, what Yahweh says that I am? Because in that place, I then can, as you said earlier, look into the face of the Father and I can become what I behold. I begin to see his face and I'm, I'm becoming that because I am is becoming that I am. So another way of looking at it. Yeah. I, in other words, that I am that we're talking about is Yahweh and I am becoming that I am. And, and so a lot of people would be totally, you know, th that's heresy or that, you know, but, no. but that's, I, I'm totally in agreement with you though, that yeah. there, there was some time ago, a long time ago that, um, was just having a conversation with, with father and, you know, the idea that I'm in Christ, Christ is in me, but Yeshua, Christ is in, in Yahweh and the father. So that puts us all in the father. And yeah. if we're in the father and he's in us, where's he at? Yeah. Well, he's everywhere. And anyway, it just kept leading to one thing to another, mm -hmm. one thing to another led to another. Then he finally got me convinced to where I could say this and it didn't feel comfortable, but, but that I could say, I am yeah. everything that he is, but I am not him. So everything, um, now I'm, now I'm getting confused as to whether you said it today or whether it was somebody else that said it, but, but, oh no, you said it, but everything he is is in here every yes. answer to every question in the universe is right here we That's have right. it all it's That's just right. again that awareness process that we're going through to be to to understand who we really are in him it's fascinating didn't you just mention just a few minutes ago that four ounces of our dna could contain everything that's in the in the, our world right now yeah. and still have more room left over how much more so with the DNA of Almighty Yahweh inside of us, how much more so have we retained of him inside of us? You yeah, see, I agree so with amazing. you. And I know that, that the reason why a lot of people are, are very anti uh, that statement and would call that heresy really because it starts to sound very new age. Well, let me say this one thing. There's a big difference between the way that I believe this and I believe the way you believe this, Gil, based on what we've talked about so far and the way that the new agers look at this and that is that they that i believe that i am nothing without him right i am absolutely nothing without him in him i am as him in the earth i am i am him in the earth if you will yeah but if i try to set this up and say i am yeah i am god separate of you god that'll right. be a hell yeah. that's beyond to set myself up as God in, 
and, and being over him or whatever. That's yeah, you gone off the rails there. Uh, yeah, exactly. no, I totally get it. Totally get it. Well, hey, we need to wrap this up. Um, okay. I'm kind of curious. We're going to do a part two. And I'm curious, you know, we started, you know, with looking at the generational curses. And I think, you know, when I think about the generational curses that we have an option, uh, you can choose to continue to be in Adam and in that line. Or I feel like you can also choose to be in Christ, who was crucified before the foundation of the earth. Yes. And we all came from him in the first place. So that's a fresh start. And uh, I do believe that we can not have to. We don't have to experience the curses of our generations ahead of us. I think we can step beyond that and into the the newness, the new life, the new creature that God has intended for us to be. But absolutely no condemnation or judgment on anybody who is is going through the other because um, maybe we'll talk about it in section two. But I definitely believe in using some of the tools that work for me that actually don't necessarily even have any relevance to where I'm at in my belief system right now, but they work. And so I still use them like, you know, the courts of heaven are powerful, powerful, powerful tool, but where I'm at in my belief system, uh, there, there, there's, there's a difference anyway. I'll just say it that way. There's a difference, but we need to go ahead and wrap it up. And, uh, and I encourage everyone to go check out part two where we'll go even deeper and we'll, uh, check out some other things. So bless you all. We'll see you next time. Thank you for taking time out to listen to Kingdom Talks. You can find out more about Kingdom Talks Media and our mission to unite in faith and grow as mature sons at KingdomTalksMedia.com. Please continue to like, subscribe, and share with your friends. You can find us on Facebook, YouTube, Spreaker, Spotify, iTunes, Fringe Radio Network, and many more places. Go to our website to find links to all of our media outlets, as well as fantastic online courses and conferences, including the life-changing interactive course, Ultimate Impact. And last but not least, we ask that you consider partnering with us to fulfill the mission to get these messages to the world. To become a partner, go to the Partnership tab on our website. Thank you. And until next time, live a blessed life and keep carrying us in your heart and sharing us wherever hearts are open.